Hello, I'm Luca De Giglio, and this is the Web3 in Travel podcast, where you can learn about crypto, blockchain, and how the new internet will change travel. Hi, Antonio. Welcome, and thank you for being, you know, having this this chat with me. And welcome everyone who's listening now and is going to listen later. So. Today we are presenting the Web3 in Travel Summit, which is happening in Porto a day before your Vacation Rental World Summit, or our Vacation Rental World Summit. I feel part of it, to be honest. Um, the summit starts. So first of all, I would like to maybe introduce yourself and the conference, your conference, for those who don't know, who don't know about it. Okay. Okay. Well, thank, first and foremost, thank you for inviting me. To this chat and uh yeah basically i was born in the industry as a property owner uh managing different properties in sardinia already 16 years ago and uh to fast forward everything uh, very much over the years i started consulting others i ended up uh, doing some consultation for uh verbo which was at the time home away, home away. and then from there listening and talking to people, I realized that there was a big demand for education uh, about everything related to managing vacation rentals. And, uh, and so I came up with this crazy idea nine years ago to set up a summit made, from, made by owners, hosts, and property managers for owners, hosts, and property managers. Of course, the, the idea uh, expanded to become uh, a pretty uh, nice uh, uh, international conference that today, this, that, that now gathers uh, hundreds of uh, the best minds in our industry coming from all corners of the world, not only property managers and hosts, but also the representatives of all the industries. So from OTAs, uh, to softwares, managing platforms, uh, property PMSs, everything you can think of, but hotels, even though we do have Marriott that is partnering with us, uh, are present uh, at the Vacation Rental World Summit. And so and once a year, it's two days of intense networking, uh, knowledge, education, uh, deals sealed uh, new friendship you know it because you've been there i think nearly every year if i can recall if well, since every florence year. every year so maybe four or five years now yeah and you've been on stage uh, twice a couple of times couple of once? times yes yes i think twice once in como after. and the second one in france in just to yeah. quickly talk about the nft yeah this year is in porto and you have about you're gonna have about 500 people right yeah yeah okay. we're approaching so 500 yes we're nearly well, there when you were uh, telling nine years ago so this is what 2013 well 13, 12, yeah. 13. Yeah. vacation rentals were not mainstream were they like they were going not mainstream. Today. not as today the market was not as mature as it is today there were not as many people being pro as they are today so yeah even though it's only nine years it would be like the dark ages in terms of so you know. there's a parallel with uh with what we're doing with the web tree because it's still not mainstream it may go mainstream i mean i think it's gonna go mainstream but you never know 
so you went from you took an industry which was basically okay vacation rental industry is is hundreds of years old we know the first booking was in france or whatever <laughs> but like the modern era vacation rental industry uh, really took off in 2012 13 or something when when airbnb made it big in a way right so you took an industry from the like being not a default you would go by default to a hotel and today you don't go by default to a hotel anymore like i always say 20 years ago I'm, i say i'm going to paris and people would ask you oh which hotel are you going to stay in right and now nobody asks this question anymore so hotels went from default to just an option and so you live through this change like from being a, a small niche to being like mainstream how, how was this journey actually that's the question I didn't prepare, but I'm very interested to to listen to your answer about that. It was very cool because uh, you know it's like a baby that grows up year after year and brings together the people that join uh, along the way and along the along the path. So in the beginning, it's something small. You treasure it. You you it's everything is very curated as it is every year. And then you see people coming back and people calling other people to join. And that's how the family and the sense of community and the community grows. And that's how it becomes then mainstream because word of mouth, uh, let's say maybe the first years, the forerunners were, you know, in the first years, like, like in your situation with Web3, uh, you've got a, what we would call in Italian, a manipolo, which I don't know how to uh, say that. A, a bunch, a right? Bunch a bunch of people. Of people yeah. that together with you are doing this thing. And uh, and we know that this is, is already there. So even though it may seem uh, a little harder for the, the, the ordinary, the, the average person to understand, this is something that is already there and it's going to become mainstream sooner than later or sooner than we can imagine. So the big mistake we all do all the time, I, I'm the per first person to think about it. That's something I learn by heart. I learn in my own life. Never say never or never look uh, onto something that you think, nah, this is not going to work. Right. Because at least experience taught me that I was wrong 99% of the time. Right, right. For example, Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> you know, Completely. you know this. Exactly. Miss that one. Yeah. Even before, uh, before myself, when I started, there was no Airbnb. Right. And when I remember when I read the first time an article on Airbnb, I said like people, you know, renting a couch in someone else's house in the U.S. Hmm. with all the crime rates and all right. the safety right. precautions. Yeah, they won't go anywhere. This is never gonna work. And that right. was Airbnb. So. I, I got it worse than you on Airbnb because I had, remember, I, I, in 2001, I started a little Airbnb of my own, right, just to, to pay my travels. So I was actually, I had this platform where people would book the apartments or even the rooms in, in Prague at the beginning and other places. But when Airbnb came, um, you said because of the couch, right, because like people wouldn't trust to be in other people's houses. I took it from another angle. I, I knew that it was, I thought it was okay for people to rent like this because I was part of couch surfing already. It was mm -hmm. this free website where you just ask people to stay for free and people will actually 
host you and I hosted people like I was hosted in Russia and I hosted people in Bali, etc. So I didn't have that mental block. But when Airbnb start, when I first saw Airbnb, I was in Novosibirsk in Siberia. Whoa. I was, yeah, but I was developing, I was with in a developing company. They were developing my booking platform, which is, you know, like Airbnb. And I was going to pass from my very basic, you know, the things I coded myself to something professional. And then looking for design ideas, you know, there was home away. It was so ugly to look at. And that was a, in the stock exchange, right? And then Airbnb pops on my screen and I go like, wow, like this is like a, a 10 steps ahead in terms of design. And then I say, I, I look at this and say, oh my, it, they were, you know, a, a competitor, but I, I was saying, nah, that's not going to work. You know why? Because they were charging customers a commission. So the guests would pay a commission. And I said to myself, that works in America because they charge sales taxes, but forget about this Europe. Two years later, I was dead. <laughs> my, my business was based dead, killed by them. So it's, it's good. We learn. Never, never say never. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. And, but we keep making the mistake. But when you make such a big mistake like Airbnb with it, uh, you are kind of, kind of vaccinated against this. You, you are a bit careful before saying, no, you know, this is not going to work. Definitely. So, but let yeah. me ask you, um, when you started, did you know that was going to go mainstream? You know, in 2013, what was your feeling about vacation rentals? Um, you expect well, such a thing. I never really thought about go, mm -hmm. about it going mainstream because ma mainly what I was doing was I, I was managing my own properties. Mm. If I could get that amount of money per year, I was happy. And I just started like helping out other people and it was working out for other people as well. So it's something that when I built it, I didn't have in mind... Uh, that it could become something big or mainstream or the whole industry would just shift so much that they would surpass the hotel industry. Uh, so I'm just going with the flow. And that was when you were managing properties. Then you started the Vacation Rental World Summit and you were still thinking like that or you were like going up? I'm asking because, you know, it's, it's, there's a very clear parallel here with things going mainstream. So... What were you thinking in 2013? And when did you realize that was like, okay, we are big? Well, the growth rate, the growth rate, we doubled every year. I mean, in the beginning, actually, actually, to be honest, the, the first two editions were online because yeah, you start from scratch, nobody knows you, you may even fail. So I was thinking the wisest thing to do was just to do it online. If I fail, nobody notices. <laughs> I keep doing my own thing. If it goes well, it goes well. And it went pretty well because we had 15,000 attendees oh, for wow. three days from 49 countries. So the answer was there to, to, to the question, is there demand for this? Mm. Now, 15,015 wow. people glued to the screen eight hours a day for three days Wow, really meant that there was probably some interest something. out there to do something. And that, so- uh, Yeah, I know you had those numbers at the beginning, amazing. Yeah, wow. the beginning was, yeah. And then you do the, the jump from online to live in person with all that me, that, that means. So in terms of right. costs, in terms of, you know, it's, it's something completely different. So we started small 
but we doubled in attendance every year, basically, nearly doubled or, you know, plus 50%. Then, of course, pandemic hit. So we went back to the roots online. And then last year, you were there. We went, we were the first event to be in person again after two years of restrictions. Mm -hmm. uh, we had a cap at 50% from the French government. So we were 250 people in that room, which had room for 500 people. And, uh, and now this year, we're back in full gear with 500. Right. Good. Let me ask you. Uh, I, I had this idea to have this conference this year because the the whole crypto slash Web3 space grew really a lot, especially last year. And NFTs made it a bit more understandable for, for a few people because we came from tokens and money and, you know, crypto what is that nfts okay this pictures get a bit easier and then i i thought maybe because we're small so we why don't we go together with you so i asked you uh and you accepted uh can i ask you why did you accept that um why do you think that was a good thing to do very easy first because of what we said at the beginning of our call because this is something that's going to become mainstream this is something you should not undervalue because you shouldn't make a mistake like, ah, uh, oh, what's that? Google? I have no idea. Like 20 years ago. Nah. And now today is what it is. So it, because it has the potential to become the new era of what we're going to do tomorrow, and it's already here today. And if you look carefully, you notice that in many different sectors, banking, uh, cars, uh, or automotive, uh, or other areas, when you look around, you see that they are introducing the term blockchain uh, into their, you know, daily jargon, into, in daily jargon, uh, into, their, uh, into their ads. And so I, I thought, yes, this is uh, definitely something worth taking into account it may not be something that is understood by the majority because as for everything that is going to become mainstream in the beginning, only a few people either see it or bump into it by chance or are geared towards that. And so they have a passion or they grasp it immediately or they are curious. So it's like a little group of forerunners in the beginning and then we'll have a competitive advantage for a number of years if they are there at the right time. So before all the others. And that's so, why I think it's important this year to do something like that. So this is the number one reason why we did that. And a uh, second reason is uh, because it's time to spread the word a little bit more, the knowledge, the education, and get more people to join the stream, your stream. Yeah. Um, so basically, you're, you're, you have uh, seen signs around, basically, and these signs keep coming up, and, and your analysis is that this is here to stay. To, place, to play devil's advocate, there's other things which behaved in the same way but never made it mainstream like you know now we talk about the metaverse a lot and i don't really even know what metaverse is i still think in the future it's gonna be something but uh um what made you 
you know, what made you say, okay, Web3 is going to come, why other things are not going to come? It's like, did you see any specific signs which makes it interesting for you? I know it's a hard question, but like... Yeah, it's not an easy question, but the, the adoption of uh, Web3 and the technology... Oh, the adoption, so numbers, the data. Giants, uh, there means that even if I don't understand it, I should be on the look for it i should watch out because especially because i don't understand it especially because i don't know much about it if i don't want to wake up one day and realize that the world has changed and someone has the keys uh, i'd rather start today to learn to understand and then uh, i have the tools to make better choices in the near future or at the right time simple as that yeah this is exactly what we're going to try to do actually because uh, many people as i was telling you before we, we started the call many people are asking shall i come this sounds really complicated and nerdy and technical and uh, the answer is uh yes and no i mean yes you should come and no it is not too technical i mean the conference is not too technical we will try to explain this to assuming that nobody, people who come don't know really anything about it. Now, there's going to be people who know something and they're going to find a lot of use cases and going to be able to interact with the speakers, etc. But our main goal is to take somebody who is in the vacation rental, well, actually in the travel space, but vacation rental, especially because we're going to have a lot of people from your uh, conference and tell them, look, we assume we don't know anything. Let us explain you why these things matter for you too, or why these things uh, are an opportunity, right? I don't think we are in the phase in which if you don't do that, you're going to be left behind. This is the phase. So there's still time for everybody not to be left behind, but this, this is the good time for the opportunity seekers. Somebody really wants to, you know, right. get ahead. And especially right. young people who maybe are finding a bit hard to get ahead in uh, uh, in their own vacation rental business because, you know, there's the hierarchy and the big bosses, et cetera. And if they learn about Web3, sooner or later, somebody going to ask, hey, who knows about wallets here? Like one thing we saw is like at a certain point, they go like, we need somebody who can take care of a wallet. Who can do that? Yeah, I can do. And boom, your position in the company grows a lot. Or if you're a startup, you can build it, et cetera. So yeah, I want to spread this message. We are going to keep it really, really simple. And it's not as unknown because if you remember last year in ANSI, when you asked on stage, how many of you know what a wallet is, like a digital blockchain? It was actually how many of you have a wallet? Have no. a wallet, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wallet. You yeah. ask how many of you have a wallet? Yeah. Which of course was not the wallet we know. It's like the digital wallet. And there were pretty quite a lot of hands raised. We were surprised. Yes, I was definitely surprised because I was stuck at the two three percent in my head, and I was twenty percent. Yeah, and that and that shows that your um, audience is advanced because the yeah. general population is not twenty percent. Definitely. Yes. Yes. So you know you get to a point where it's fifty percent, and if you are in the wrong fifty percent you're going to start feeling a bit like left behind. So we're not there yet. Oh, who knows? Maybe if you're going to ask it on stage, maybe you're going to get a different number this year. I would bet 30% this year <laughs> because there's yeah. been a lot, a lot. Yeah. 
but still we're not at over 50, right? So yeah, and that that's the point. This is really the, the to, to explain exactly what's happening and to bring people to awareness, like this thing is important. It's it's easy. Uh, it's an it's easy concept actually. Can I uh, can I ask you a question? Can can you just like uh, uh, explain uh, more practically uh, what the conference is going to be like? What your day is going to be like? Workshops, uh, on stage sessions, these kind of things. What people will yeah. work on? There's going to be um, an introduction in which we explain what what is Web three and why. Web tree is going to lose the tree and it's going to just be the web. So basically the web is, is upgrading. Uh, it's not a new thing. It's like it's the, the dear old web getting more capabilities, especially about ownership. And then we can talk about this, exactly what I mean. So a basic introduction and then a few use cases of companies who are doing things and in the travel industry and showing how these things can be done differently in Web3 than in Web2, which usually means pretty simply, we can do the same things we do today. We, we theoretically can do those things because it's still early. The same things without the big companies in the middle. So you remember when the internet came and everybody in the travel industry was like, okay, the internet will be a big disintermediation machine. And that we got that wrong too, because the internet has become a big, you know, accent. Like it created very big middlemen, like booking Airbnb or the OTAs. So the, the internet failed in that because it didn't have the capabilities to manage ownership. And again, I, I need to explain that, and I will explain that in the conference. So after we explain that, so the, the, the we will see some use cases. Existing and working use cases in the travel industry using Web3. And I think these are really mind-blowing because at this stage, people cannot even imagine this is possible. It is possible. It's happening. Like, for instance, direct bookings, which look a bit like OTA bookings, but there's no OTA in the middle. And it's happening already, but there's not enough people with wallets, so it's not mainstream. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's like Airbnb comes on the market and there's 20% people with an internet connection at home and nobody has a mobile phone. Great idea, bit early. Or booking, booking came very early, right? What was it, 97 or something? Like very, very early. Um, but you can start doing things like booking did, right? You start, you, you're small, you iterate. And when people get finally their internet connection and the internet connection gets faster, you are booking.com and you eat the word. Same thing is happening in Web3. Things are exist. They are small scale. People are going to get wallets. More people are going to get wallets. And then, boom, everybody's going to be able to use these systems. So we have uh, these explanations. Then we have these use cases. And then we have workshops. So people who want are going to get a wallet. People who have a wallet, OK. People who don't have it, we will teach to get a wallet. It takes five minutes and it's free. We're going to send them some tokens also for free. And they're going to be able to experiment with these things. That's where it gets a bit more complicated because it's the the interfaces are like, you know, many years ago on email was hard, right? So it's not compulsory, but even looking at how easy it is to and fast it is to get a wallet will be uh, a big step ahead. For instance, we are going to replicate the Airbnb um, resolution center 
which today works with a, a company in the middle, Airbnb, judging will happen. And we're going to replicate this with a real workshop with real cases where the decision is taken not by a company, by a, by a group of jurors people with the Claros app, which is one of the speakers. So we have the very theoretical thing. We have the use cases and then we have the workshops. Mm-hmm. So I think we, we cover everything here. So it's definitely going to be interesting for people who don't know anything and also for people who know. And another thing I would like to come out from the conference is that people with ideas meet and actually start building something together. Yeah. There's, there's, there's no travel conference from Web3. So that's really the first. And I'm curious to see what happens out of them. The, the last time we had a conference like this a few years ago inside another conference, and just by meeting, we discovered some apps in Web3, which were which today are huge and nobody knew at the time. So having in crypto, we call this alpha. This kind of information you don't get on Twitter, you don't get on social network. You get them when you meet with people working in it. And then from this information, you, you can actually start using this, uh, these apps and, and get ahead. And I won't even mention airdrops because then it gets a bit unbelievable for how good it is, but yeah. So I, I hope a lot of alpha is is spread in this in this um, conference. Nice, very yeah. nice. So and gonna, yeah, and it's gonna be from what time does it start? 10, 10 a.m. Um, well, nine a.m. starts the registration. registration. Ten a.m. we start until six p.m. with a, a pause in the middle, and the pause during the pause you can come and we help you uh, get a wallet. So that's not during the conference, but if somebody doesn't have a wallet and wants it, they come there and we help them. It's, it's really a couple of minutes. And we're going to have also, we're going to have this uh, NFT uh, check-in where people who bought a ticket via an NFT, so they, they create, they minted it, right? They, they have it on their wallet. They come, we scan the QR code and they're, and they're kind of verified. So that's also something new uh, in the event industry. Uh, so that's also interesting, yeah, basically. Yeah, what else? Um, yeah, and then the next two days, let, let's, I mean, I'm going to attend. Other other people from TRIPS are going to attend, and we're going to be at your conference, and I'm going to be around asking how many, who has a wallet, who doesn't have a wallet, <laughs> just to, <laughs> to get the feedback on that. And yeah, so maybe uh, since we have time, I can... Um, let me see, unless you have questions, I can maybe give a list of, uh, uh, since you asked me the speakers, right? Yeah, absolutely. So let me see the, the thing here. Okay, so the the first one to speak is going to be Maxim Ismailov from Winding Tree. Uh, Winding Tree was mentioned in 2018 at the Vacation Rental World Summit because at the time it was like one of the companies which made more noise. And they, they built a... a a system where people can book conference can book hotels at conferences uh, directly with the hotel through smart contracts. And basically, what that allows is that people pay in crypto, the money is stuck in the smart contract. The hotel doesn't get the money. The guest goes to the hotel, scans the NFT, and the money is released automatically. And while the money is the, is the smart contract, nobody can get it. It's, it's completely out of the hands, even of Windy Tree. So that's a, good, a use case which was very successful in Amsterdam. They had many bookings. 
and was less successful in, in other uh, conferences. Uh, but it, it's a great use case, which really um, made a bit of noise in crypto. Then we have Kleros. Again, I was mentioning this uh, decentralized courts, which will replace Airbnb Resolution Center. And there's Clément Lesage, uh, who is talking. He's a French guy. Then we're going to have D-Travel. D-Travel is a big um, effort is a, in, the, in the specific vacation rental space. They are, uh, they recently pivoted from doing the, you know, kind of Airbnb on the blockchain to creating tools for direct bookings. Because you have the OTAs and then you have the direct, direct, book, direct booking movement. And one thing the direct booking movement doesn't really know is that their best friend is Web3. This Web3 allows you to replicate the same um, features OTAs have on your website. And that takes time to explain. So, but basically, if I'm booking through Airbnb because I want to be protected with Web3, I can, I can book directly to your website and I'm going to be feel protected. Only I'm not protected by Airbnb. I'm protected by the internet itself, which is bigger than Airbnb. And that brings me to actually uh, another concept, which is what's going to happen here is not small startups fighting against the big corporations we see today. It's going to be the internet versus the OTAs. The OTAs have a big opponent here, which is the internet itself, which is learning to do what they do today. And we've seen this in other industries before, like telecoms. When the internet came in telecoms, they completely had to change. So, yeah. And the next one, uh, we have, we're going to have a panel with Richard, Richard Bottom, who speaks, often spoke at your conference, and he's going to be the moderator and the panel is going to be is web3 inevitable or will it just be a fad which is a bit what we discussed at the beginning uh, maybe somebody will say it's a fad actually we, we need somebody who is a contrarian on that otherwise we're just gonna tell ourselves how good we are uh, i need to find somebody who hates web3 there's out many out there so hopefully i find somebody help me if you actually if you have somebody in your uh, in your network who is really against web3 uh, and has some good arguments it would be great to have to have this person on stage uh, then we have uh, a startup from italy tachyon they are trying to leverage nfts for booking so what they basically do is like they go to hotels and say after you got a book hotels or vacation rentals or anything after you got a booking we can help you transform the booking in nft so that the buyer can actually sell it in case they want to cancel. So rather than getting cancellations, you get your booking, you have your money, it's a non-refundable, which is good for you, but the guest can sell it on the market. So instead of canceling, they sell it, which is a dream for, a, for an hospitality provider. Because if every booking is non-refundable, things are really different. Now, of course, you know, it's, it's new things. This opens the, the, the door for people buying at a cheap price and selling expensive. So it, it's all experimental, right? And um, then Chips Community is going to speak again, and we're going to explain NFTs as a Web3 marketing tool for the travel industry. Then we have a few workshops, one with Claros, as I mentioned right. before, uh, how to list properties on the travel, 
how to book with Winding Tree. And then we have a last uh, panel and we let people vote on the, on the subject. So what's going to happen is that people are going to fill in a form. Anybody can fill the form and say, I would like you to have a panel about this subject. And uh, people with tokens, TRIPS tokens, will be able to vote on the best subject. So we're going to experiment on uh, outsourced, uh, crowd crowdsourced uh, panel subjects. So hopefully we get uh, a, a subject which is more interesting for more people. And then we left a, a, a last minute slot for something which can come up at the last minute. Um, we, we bought a bit of flexibility there. Uh, you never know, some, something comes up. Maybe some people want to talk more about something with another panel. So we kept that one flexible. And, and that's it. And that's yeah. the conference. Good, good. So it looks like something interactive in the sense that in the beginning you learn, you understand, and then you practice. You see the examples, and then you practice something to we, get your hands on. Yeah, we want people to come there knowing nothing about Web3 and come out with understanding why it's important and possibly even having a wallet and being ready to interact. Because one another way to explain Web3 is, you remember the, the first web when there were no accounts, you would go on Alta Vista or some very old now, um, search engine, you will look for stuff, you would read, right? There were no accounts. Even Google started without accounts. So that was the web one, read only. You go on the web and you read stuff. It was, you know, a lot of stuff, but you would only read. Then we started having accounts where you would have your Google account and then your Facebook account, et cetera. And that requires a login and a password. And that's where things went in a way kind of wrong because once I give you I create a login and a password, so an account in your server, I, my account belongs to you. And it's like going, instead of having a passport to go around the world, to go to do a new passport in every country. And if the country removes it, I'm out. Kind of not, not such a good metaphor probably, but that, that's what's happening. We, are, we have accounts everywhere, but we don't have any ownership of what we do in, this, in these websites. Facebook or Airbnb or whatever. And Web3, you know, people think about Web3, crypto, Bitcoin, money. No, think about it like this way. You create your account on your computer, on your smartphone. You have the login and password in there. So when you connect to a Web3 website, you are not, you don't need them to give an account to you. You're giving them permission. You identify yourself with this account. So they don't need to create an account for you to identify you. So you have, uh, you are interactively, after one second, you, you have, it's like having an account, you can do everything and then you leave. And even if they shut down, you don't lose anything. So a future Airbnb will be like, you connect to this future Airbnb with your own account, have your listings already in your account, you have your reviews and everything, and you don't need to rebuild them there. You just have to send your bookings, right? So Web3 is my own account, not on your website. It's in my, in my wallet, right? And that really changes everything in the long term. So, yeah, we try to explain this. And then I, I really hope people come out of the conference like saying, all right, I, I get it first. And, oh, I have a wallet. Let me play a bit with stuff around. That will be already success for us. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Awesome.
can't wait for it. It's less than three weeks now. Yeah, yeah. So we're working hard to to prepare it. Okay, Antonio, I think it's uh, it was great. Thank you very much for 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 this. Um, we're gonna publish the the links of of your conference too in the in the notes uh, after this video is is done. And uh, I guess see you see you in Porto. We're gonna yeah. come a few days before, so exactly, exactly. So and thank you very much again for the opportunity. And thank you for inviting me over. All right. Bye. Bye bye. Bye bye bye. All right. This is the end of today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. For more insights on Web3, follow me on Twitter at tripluca, T R I P L U C A, and see you next time.